Welcome to the Christian Inquiry Podcast, a podcast designed to search for the truth in God's Word. I'm your host, Elijah McSwain Sr., here are my co-hosts, Philip McSwain Jr. and Marquis Lewis. Hello, and welcome to the Christian Inquiry Podcast. My name is Philip McSwain Jr., co-host, and yes, I know it's been a minute, but we're back now. Before I get started, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to some of our earlier podcasts, particularly I've done a series entitled It Belongs to God. We talked about victory. It belongs to God was the last one that I did. But before that, we also did forgiveness belongs to God as well as vengeance belongs to God. So I want to finish out this particular series. um, It belongs to God series by uh, coming to you today with the last iteration of that, which is salvation. It belongs to God. That comes from the uh, epistle Ephesians chapter two, verse eight. And it reads for by grace, you have been saved through faith. And it is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. There is this notion that grace is just grace. This belief is one that is vague and does not have the power to save. Many believe in grace and they believe in a God, little g, but they do not believe in the God of all grace. These little G gods do not have the gracious saving power to vindicate, forgive, nor bring victory and salvation to the lives of their followers. There is even a form of the Christian God that they put their faith in, but they do not believe all that the Holy Scriptures say about him. Yes, they believe that he is gracious, but it is the kind of grace that we were taught to say before eating each meal. You know it. God is grace. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. While God is most definitely gracious because that is one of his attributes, there is more to God's grace that meets the naked eye. Charles Spurgeon wrote, grow in the root of all grace, which is faith. Believe God's promises more firmly than ever. Allow your faith to increase in its fullness, firmness, and simplicity. Paul writes, for by grace are you saved. Grace is unmerited favor. This is not I'm blessed and highly favored, but it is an act of kindness beyond what is due. In other words, it is God's merciful kindness towards us as he extends his Holy Spirit upon our hearts. As he turns us to his son, it saves us, it keeps us, it strengthens us and increases within us as we continue to put our hope in Christ.
This shows the sufficiency of God's grace. His grace is sufficient. His strength is made perfect in weakness is what Paul says. You see, grace is enough. It is adequate enough to change even the coldest, most stoniest of hearts into a heart of flesh, one that honors and worships him, one that desires to be more like Christ. It is special. It is beneficial, and it governs one's spiritual condition. Grace is a divine influence upon the heart and is reflected by faith in the life of the believer as he or she trusts in God. This is not common grace. Despite your status with God, he does bless us, but it is grace that saves. And it is by this grace we are saved. The word saved here in this text is derived from the Greek word soteria, which means to rescue. You see, this grace is special saving grace. This is what Peter calls true grace. In 1 Peter 5.10, Peter calls God the God of all grace. He writes, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. H.B. Charles Jr. puts it like this. The grace that saves us is also the grace that sustains us. Grace is not just forgiveness of God that pardons us. Grace is also the faithfulness of God that protects us. This is why John Newton uh, penned the words, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found blind, but now I see. Paul continues this text by adding, for by grace you are saved through faith. Faith, as we discussed in the last podcast, victory belongs to God. Faith is about putting our hope, our trust, our burdens, our griefs, our struggles, our pains, our trials, and our fears in the power and in the might of our God. It is about putting our lives, both physical and spiritual, in the hands of God for our eternal security. Hebrew 11 tells us that faith is the substance of things yet hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Faith is the avenue by which grace is imputed upon us, which produces salvation. J.V. Fesco wrote, saving faith is faith that not only knows and comprehends the fact about the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also trust in the person and work of Jesus Christ alone for salvation. Faith can only be achieved when one comes to the conclusion that nothing or no one else could create the entire world in six days and everything in it. 
True faith only comes when one realizes that no one else would give their only son to die for us. It happens when one concludes that nothing else will work. And when one decides to put all of their hope and trust in a God that cannot be seen by shape, form, or fashion, but ultimately realizing his existence in the things in which he has created. That's faith. And we must walk by faith and not by sight. We are redeemed by faith. We are justified by faith. And we are being sanctified by faith. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Then Paul adds, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Grace and faith both come from God. In fact, they are gifts from God. Graces of God, or it is the grace of God. But Titus 2.11 tells us, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. Romans 3.24 reminds us that we are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. The gospel, according to John, reminds us that Christ came into the world. He dwelt among us and he was full of grace and truth. H.B. Charles Jr. Uh, also adds this about grace. God is the ultimate source and contributor of grace. Not only is grace of God, but faith is of God as well. For the Bible declares that God is the author and the finisher of our faith. You see, in order for there to truly be a gift, there has to be a giver and a receiver. The Bible declares that every good and perfect gift comes from God. God knows how to give good gifts. In fact, he gave us the best gift of all, which was his son, Jesus the Christ, who came to the Virgin Mary, who was arrested, tried, and falsely accused, who was beaten and whipped all night long, who went to a crucifixion cross, had nails, nails in his hands, ribbons and his feet, and he died for us. He died for us so that we could have saving grace by putting our trust in him. And he rose with all power just for us. Just for us to know that salvation belongs to God. Before I leave today, I want to encourage you as we always do to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Christian Inquiry. I pray that I have said something today that will benefit your life in the week to come and in the rest of your life as well. May God bless you. May God keep you is my prayer.
Thank you for joining us today. We ask that you will subscribe to the Christian Inquiry Podcast. You will find this podcast on many of the major podcast platforms. Once you subscribe, you will receive an automatic download of new episodes for your listening pleasure. I pray that this episode has been enlightening to you. I invite you to join us the next time on the Christian Inquiry Podcast to further grow in God's word. Thank you for listening and God bless.